We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. My name is Bo Matthews. You know, there's a lot of things that you can hear on KMOX that becomes a podcast as soon as it's over with, uh, like my show, as soon as it's over with, uh, for the first time it's aired, it turns into a podcast. And if you think about how many people you see walking down a street or, you know, driving or whatever, they all got these little earbuds in their ear. A lot of times they're listening to spoken word. They, they want information. They want to learn. They want to move forward. Of course, we advise you to go to radio.com, download that free app. There's so much great content on there, whether it's on KMOX or any of our sister stations that are around the country. Uh, of course, you can hear the Cardinals on it. Uh, but I encourage you to download the radio.com app. And I bring up podcasts specifically because I was just made aware of a podcast that I didn't know about. I mean, I've seen, I've heard the Joe Rogan experience. I've heard all these different uh, sports pro- uh, podcasts that go out there. But Blind City, the podcast, is something I was just informed of. It's headed up by a guy named Langford Cunningham. And I have to tell you, the reason why it's called Blind City Podcast is because he lost his eyesight due to glaucoma. Now, he received a vision from God for Blind City, and I want to ask him more about that, but he had so many surgeries, and, you know, depression goes along with that. Uh, But he had to lose his sight to find his vision. And through this experience, Langford himself is a, a growing passion to help those in desperate situations find hope, hope in the Lord, which I think is so important, maybe the most important, and hope for a brighter future through a new vision. So welcome to KMOX, Langford Cunningham. How are you, sir? Oh, bless and blind, brother. Bless and blind. How you doing, Bo? <laughs> I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I, I, I'll tell you what. I just watched your Michael Brown Sr. interview that you did, uh, I guess, been a couple of weeks now. Yes. And, and the one thing I, that I took away from that um, is this is a father who lost his son. Well, yes, Bo. Um, that interview with Michael Brown Sr. Was, um, it was, it was touching. I wanted to show a side of him of what he was dealing with. I mean, this guy that went through, like, two mild heart attacks. Um, he's struggling financially. And there's a lot of people that came out of that Ferguson movement yeah. activist that are getting paid, yeah. getting lots of money off his son's death. And I wanted him to share his story. Because when you see Michael Brown Sr., you only got snippets of him right. on the news and little cliches he'll speak about his son, but I wanted to show people his humanity side, his humanity side, because that's what we're missing in America right now, man, because it's about humanity, and we're not seeing that. People making it about race 
And, and you know, one thing we all have in common, man, we're all going to leave here. You're right. And when we get put in that coffin, buddy, we're going to go back to dust. So the color of your skin don't even matter. You are absolutely right. You know, one thing that shocked me, out, and I know this this conversation between you and me is about Blind City Podcast. It's, yes. it's, it's not strictly about Michael Brown Sr., but what I found ironic was the man was wearing a Black Lives Matter shirt on the podcast video that I saw, but yet, please share uh, with with me uh, what he felt about the organization. Now, the sentiment "Black Lives Matter" is one thing, but he has a, he has a bad taste in his mouth for the organization. He does, doesn't he? Right, a sour taste. And yeah. I, I'm glad that you brought that up because I wanted to share that with the people. Because you know, some people might have thoughts of Michael Brown maybe being kind of disgusted with white people. No, that's not the case. He's more disgusted with his own people. Right. And and Black Lives Matter. Um, when you go take a look at the interview on on BlindCityThePodcast dot com or our YouTube channel Blind City the Podcast, please subscribe to it. Um, you will see how he speaks in detail on how he feels and why he felt that way. Right. He had an experience with this organization, and it wasn't a good one. No, it wasn't a good one. See, I just saw a video on Facebook. There's a video going around on Facebook Messenger that talks about. Uh, that Black Lives Matter, the movement or the organization, is really a Democratic-run organization, and very little of the money uh, that they collect, which is the, to the tune of millions, if not billions, rarely makes it to the streets to help these people out. <laughs> exactly. It barely makes it back to the families who really need it, losing their loved ones. It's yes, it's so right. sad. Hey, let's go. Let's uh, let's talk about you. And I, again, I, I encourage anybody to go watch the Michael Brown Senior video or listen to the podcast because it is so moving to see just a father who lost his son. But let's talk about you, man. You are an educated man. Uh, you grew up in the city. You you grew up on the streets, right? Yes. Tell me tell me what led to uh, through your life up until you got the glaucoma. Well, um, I grew up over on the north side, Shreve and Betsy, and, and, you know, I grew up through a lot of um, friends being murdered, like what's going on now in these streets. Um, the crime in, in, in our community just didn't start yesterday. Mm-hmm. Crime in our community really started taking place in 2008, if you look at the, the statistics and the homicides. Right. Um, it's been taking a rise. And during 2008, Kim Gardner was not in office. It was another lady that was a prosecutor attorney. And um, she had problems getting cases solved. And what I want people to understand, to get cases solved, you need help from the community. You need help from the community. People have to work with the prosecutor attorney to get some of these cases to trials, to arrest some of these wolves in our community. But you have a lot of single mothers raising children because... A um, lot of men, black men in the inner cities, um, have gone to prison. Um, some went to prison, got more years than others, on bogus drug charges. Right. You know, if a kid sells heroin or crack cocaine in Bowen, he might see two years and five years probation. he get out in two years and do five years probation. You take the guy in the city, he might do 10, 15 years straight time. If not life. You know, there you go. A lot of those stories. Exactly. So you got a lot of these single mothers. They out here trying to raise their kids in an environment that has lack of resources, um, educational system. And they're scared. And they're Lankford. They're scared too. They're scared. 
there. Langford Cunningham is my guest. And Langford, I, I got to tell you, Crime Stoppers, the, the phone call that people can make is an anonymous call. You know, nobody wants to get in trouble. Nobody wants to snitch on anybody and get, you know, get caught at that because that's, you know, more violence to come after that. But exactly. Crime Stoppers is a great organization that can help solve some of these crimes and some of these killings that are going on. Would you agree? Yeah, that's true. That's true. But, you know, when you live in these type of environments, like I say, the fear is so strong because the gangs have really taken over the streets. Mm-hmm. They have really taken over the streets. So they have a lot of people living in fear from the, the single mothers and the senior citizens in those communities. They can't even come out and get fresh air to walk around the block to exercise. They all trapped inside their house, especially with um, CV-19 right now. It's really horrible. Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? You know, uh, yeah. I, I thought it was ironic um, watching the, uh, the RNC this past week. Uh, I saw that President Trump had, uh, had pardoned John Ponder. Do you know the story on him? No, I don't. I heard about it. I heard his name. Okay, John Ponder, former bank robber, you know, uh, gang member, all this stuff in the past. It, it, he said it, John Ponder himself was pardoned by the president during this past week, and uh, he and he himself said this is a country of second chances. And I thought that was so powerful because he has started a, a rehabilitation program to get prisoners back into the streets, back into society. And that's what your path has been, too. Your drug rehabilitation counselor at a state prison. You've created exactly. projects. Talk about that experience with, uh, with what you've done. Well, yeah. Well, like I said, I saw the necessity in our communities that was needed. And like I said, I, I grew up through a lot of the, my friends being murdered and the, the gangs, the Crips and Bloods back in the... 80s and 90s, um, going into 2000s with the younger generation now, it's, it's pretty much the same system. Yeah. And then I was out there in the streets as well. Um, I always had a little focus, but I wasn't 100% focused. Um, even I went back to school later. I went and got my college degree at 42 years old. So I tell anybody out <laughs> that's there awesome. that's past 30, go back to school. Don't feel like it's never too late. It's only too late when when you when, when the casket drops. If the <sighs> casket don't drop, you have an opportunity to accomplish anything in life. So I went back to school and I got my degree. And I was turning my life around, um, you know, from the streets. And um, I went to Sanford Brown at the time and got me a two-year degree in criminal justice. And um, I got hired at the state prison as a drug counselor, and um, there I was exposed to what was really going on in a lot of different communities, not just St. Louis, Chicago, Los Angeles. We're all kind of looking at the same problems that we're having in America in these communities, lack of resources, drug problems, um, low education, people not getting educated. So I want to make a difference. And then I was working part-time for St. Louis County Juvenile Detention, and when I went there, I saw there wasn't no programs for the at-risk youth. And I thought that was kind of strange. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm over here at the state prison as a drug counselor, and I'm seeing all these life skill programs for grown men doing life in jail. Why they don't have the life skills program in juvenile detention where kids might have a second opportunity? It's like so obvious. How could it be missed, right? Yes. So I started some programs for St. Louis County, and I I had a director that believed in me, and she started letting me do it, and and it kicked off of talking kids, talking to kids, putting them in the circle, talking about their issues, their problems, and just to get them start talking, man. That's what I want to do. I want to create a therapeutic 
environment instead of a dictatorship. Right. And we have a lot of those in these juvenile detentions, man. You'd be surprised. They don't get a lot of attention on the news, but you got a lot of juvenile detentions running dictatorships with these kids locked up, man. But you got to create a therapeutic environment for these kids so they can earn your trust so they can talk to you. That's the only way we're going to get a lot of problems solved. you got to learn how to communicate, and that's what Blind City the podcast do for these streets. We are the therapy for the streets, man, to try to bring down some of this tension to get people to talk about what they're going through, Bo. Langford Cunningham is his name, and blindcitythepodcast.com is where you can find him. But, uh, Langford, I want you to hang on the line. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back, and, and I want to talk about more of what you think this country, not 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 inner city, not suburban. I, I want to talk about this country and what we need. And we, th- I think we're going to agree on this. That's coming up next on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.